Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 7th of July. You know, it's been quite a ride for the equity markets in India recently. After underperforming top global markets for a while earlier this year, since the start of June, the benchmark Nifty 50 has gained 5.5%. It reached the 19,500 mark in trade yesterday, with a host of stocks hitting life highs. Markets have been bolstered, of course, by strong interest by foreign institutions, and they've pumped in over 8,300 crore into the Indian equity market since the start of the month. In the US, though, the market rally seems to be sputtering just a bit. Stocks fell and Treasury yields spiked to levels last seen in 2007 as strong private hiring data raised bets that the Federal Reserve will have to become more aggressive in its campaign against inflation. The US labor market showed fresh signs of resilience as private hiring surged, layoffs slowed and filings for unemployment benefits stayed relatively low. That's based on a Bloomberg report. Now, US companies added almost half a million jobs last month, which is the most in over a year, according to data from ADP Research Institute. Now, while that data diverges with official jobs data sometimes, the feeling is that it's broadly reflective of the trend. Moving to news from back home. Titan is expecting 20% year-on-year growth in revenue for the three months ending June, driven by its mainstay jewellery business, which remained unaffected despite high volatility in gold prices throughout the quarter. The jewellery division saw a 21% growth in revenue during the quarter ended June. Other key consumer businesses saw double-digit growth in the quarter as well. The watches and wearables division grew 13% over the previous year. More news in the automotive space. Union Minister Nitin Gadkari has said that the draft notification to mandate the installation of air conditioning systems in the cabins of trucks has been approved. The minister said in a tweet that the draft prepared includes trucks under categories N2 and N3. In the aviation space, significant development for Go Air. A Singapore arbitral tribunal has directed Pratt & Whitney to supply five engines every month to the insolvent carrier Go First from August till December. The tribunal asked the parties involved to provide it with quarterly updates on the resolution proceedings and compliance with their order. A Pratt & Whitney spokesperson, meanwhile, said that the engine maker respects the interim arbitration ruling and will comply with the order until it is otherwise modified. Oil is back in focus. Saudi Arabia issued a big price increase for its crude to Europe and the Mediterranean, while also unexpectedly lifting the cost of supplies to Asia. It's a move that risks stifling demand for the kingdom's barrels. That's a Bloomberg report. The kingdom has also pushed its oil production cuts uh, into August. Now, the move could push buyers away from Saudi crude. India, for example, has increased its imports from Russia over the past several months. In more news from overseas, China Premier Li Qiang has pledged to spare no time in implementing a batch of targeted policies to strengthen the economy's recovery from the pandemic. He said as much at a seminar with researchers, but didn't provide any further detail. In other news, more than 30 million users have signed up for Meta's new app, Threads, designed as a direct rival to Twitter. And despite the number of signups, 
threads didn't have too many problems, only sporadic reports of temporary glitches, including Zuckerberg's own posts not showing up for some users. That's a Bloomberg report. By the way, if you're checking threads out, do check out the account BQ Prime. Now, in international markets, US stocks fell, like I told you earlier. The Dow dropped about a percent, while the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq declined around 0.8% each. In the Asia-Pacific region, all three early risers have started in the red. And with that, it's over to Neeraj for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. Once again, the queues from overseas are not the best. But that hasn't mattered for the Indian equity markets this week. What are you focusing on this morning? Good morning, Alex. Well, I guess um, for most people, the jobs data coming out today, uh, the Labor Department's non-farm payrolls uh, for the month of June will be the most important one after the, the ADP data. And I'm sure you've spoken about it. But frankly, keeping in mind what's happened to bond yields um, and treasury yields across the world, by the way, not just in US, I think this is the most important data point from a market's perspective as well. We may have done what we've done in our markets and thankfully the FI flows are a bit of a saving grace. But uh, I would suspect heightened volatility over the next few days, considering that the world markets are coming off and our markets are trading at the levels that they're trading at. it's interesting to see what happens going ahead. I would suspect volatility would be the name of the game. Um, today would be skittish. Bottom buying is not advisable. And when I looked at pockets of strength or pockets that people are might be wanting to look at, CV, agri players, anything which is a metal consumer, uh, having a tailwind into earnings is something that most people are focusing on. A bunch of stocks, particularly the OMCs, have risen quite strongly on fairly strong open interest addition as well the last few days. I think it'll be interesting to see if there's some bit of unwinding there or do they continue the march over the course um, of uh, the remainder of the current uh, series, which is just big enough, of course, but through the earnings season, about 20 odd days left. Let's see. How it goes. IOC, for example, had a 20% increase in OI in the last five days. Hind Petro has added 48% OI over the last five days. So pretty strong additions there. Stocks to watch. Uh, well, Titan had a solid update. Q1 revenues, uh, standalone revenue, they say, will has grown about 20%. Jewelry sales, 21%. Very robust demand. I think the extended wedding season helped. So watch out for Titan. It's not a cheap stock, but it's delivered some stunning numbers in Q1. So watch out for that one. Dabur, um, ho-hum really. But the, the main point for me in Dabur's release uh, is not about Dabur. So yeah, Dabur has had a, um, you know, a nothing kind of a quarter, if you will. They said that the food and beverages business had a muted quarter as the summer-centric portfolio got impacted due to unseasonal rains and a moderate summer. I suspect this would be true for others in the same category, as well as other businesses, which depend on a strong summer or with having a summer centric portfolio, all of them might have issues. So cooling solutions, for example, should be kept in mind. Um, Tata Steel, Hoham again, Soba, you know, um, interesting numbers in that they've spoken about highest ever quarterly sale value and highest ever price realization. 
its sales volume has grown just 2.6%. I was reading a note which said that the four-year CAGR is about 7%. Nothing dramatic. Let's wait and watch. Praj and the and IOC have signed a term sheet to advance plans to strengthen biofuels production capacities. This should help Praj. Some bulk deals included one in Ares Life. HDFC mutual fund bought 20 lakh shares, so that could do well. And people will be watching out for Sue's Lawn ahead of the board meeting. So that's to be watched out for as well. NetNet expects some weakness today. Bottom buying in the index, not advisable considering that the U.S. jobs data is a very important statistic for the performance of U.S. markets today in Asia on Monday. So be mindful of that. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great Friday and an even better weekend ahead. Bye.